united we stand, in God we trust, there is no fear. United we stand, in God we trust, there is no fear. There is no fear. There is no fear. It is time. to talk through the smorgasbord of college football and professional football for the coming weekend. Uh, recording this show on Wednesday night. Podcast will be up on Thursday morning. You can catch the Winning Streak Weekly podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Also, the podcast becomes a hit radio show every Thursday during afternoon drive time on your FM dial, 101.3, The Buzz, my hometown, Cleveland, Tennessee. Thanks to all our listeners on 101.3, The Buzz. Well, we are almost to the halfway point of college football. Hard to believe. Takes so long to get here, but it goes so fast. We are almost to the halfway point. The big story so far in college football, well, I guess the number one story has to be uh, the Colorado Buffalo. They just dominated the media the first month of the season. Coach Prime and his son at quarterback and his other son at D-back. And they went and knocked off TCU on the road. First game of the season, the team who had played in the national championship game. Then they came home and they beat a storied powerhouse in Nebraska at home. Uh, then they took care of Colorado State. 3-0 and they were and ranked in the top 20, Colorado. It's kind of been downhill since then. They ran into a real buzzsaw up in Oregon, got their teeth knocked out, but bounced back nicely and played very competitively and scored a whole bunch of points in a loss at home to USC. So uh, probably the biggest story of the college football year so far, so far definitely Colorado. Um, another big story, Texas goes into Alabama, knocks off Alabama in Tuscaloosa, setting themselves up for a run for the, uh, college football playoff under Steve Sarkeesian. The Pac-12, what a start for the Pac-12 in their last year ever. Pac-12, they are, uh, big teams out there, still undefeated. USC, USC with the defending Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Now, USC's defense, they're going to have to play better. Uh, USC's defense has looked like Swiss cheese so far this year, but the offense is just putting up enough points to stay in front of everybody. The Oregon Ducks, they look good on both sides of the ball. Defensively, really contain Colorado and the only team that has been able to do that. And offensively, they can definitely score enough points to compete every week. Utah, they were there. They're a good defensive squad, but with Cam Rising injured, the offense just hasn't clicked. They lost on the road to Oregon State. Uh, Oregon State with DJU, the Clemson transfer, had a big season. They're 4-1, uh, but they lost to Washington State. That leaves just the Washington Huskies, 
uh, with Penix, a transfer quarterback, seems like he's in his tenth year. So I think it's his sixth year. Former Indiana, maybe the maybe the best quarterback in the league, and that is a quarter a league with Caleb Williams, a returning Heisman Trophy winner. But uh, Washington looks really good to start out. So it looks like if the Pac-12 just doesn't beat themselves to death in their last year of existence, they may finally, for the first time since 2017 get a team into the college football playoff. Another big story. In the SEC, nobody really still knows what to make of Alabama. Uh, offensively, they don't have an identity. Defensively, they look like, you know, a typical Alabama defense, maybe minus a little bit of toughness. Texas really put it to that defense in the fourth quarter in Tuscaloosa to get the win. LSU, they look like a fraud. On the opening night, second half, Got boat raced by Florida State. Uh, looked like the defense quit. Looked like they were out of shape. Uh, they also got outscored by Ole Miss. Gave up 50 points plus to Ole Miss last week. Um, so they look um, like maybe they were a little overhyped, the LSU Bayou Bengals. And Georgia, still struggling to find their offensive identity outside of Brock Bauer. Brock Bauer, the tight end for Georgia, looked like he could be an all-pro this year in the NFL. No reason to wait for Brock. He can head on over there. Man, that guy looks like the real deal. Georgia's defense, solid. Offense really having to work hard to get points. So we'll see if Georgia can repeat. Um, those are the big storylines as I see it through the first uh, half of the college football season. We'll be at the halfway point after this weekend. It's really, really hard to believe, but we will be. Um, NFL just finished a quarter of the season in the NFL. NFL storylines, Cincinnati, the Bengals, with a hobbled Joe Burrow, ineffective offensively, just a shell of themselves from the prior two seasons. Burrow got the huge contract, but he also has a calf issue and uh, unable to perform as what we've grown accustomed to see from uh, Joey Silk and those Cleveland uh, or those Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills, they look like the real deal. Knocked down the Dolphins, who had just previously scored 70 points the week before on the hapless Denver Broncos. Um, they go up to Buffalo, and Buffalo takes control of the division, or at least attempts to take control, after an opening night loss for Buffalo to the Jets. Uh, Buffalo's bounced back nicely and looked like world beaters in the last three games. Took care of Miami. Dallas? You would say a great surprise, a great start. Maybe not a surprise, but a great start. But they should be 4-0. They lost to the Arizona Cardinals. Other than that, three really good games from the Cowboys. San Francisco, to this point, looks unbeatable. As long as injuries and a tough uh, schedule down the stretch. When I say tough, tough as far as days off versus their opponents. They lose a lot of days of rest versus their opponents in the second half of the season. But out of the gates. Couldn't look better for Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and company over there in San Francisco. Uh, disappointments out of the gates? Uh, you would have to say Sean Payton in Denver. They did get a pick up a win, a big comfort behind win, and another disappointing uh, team, Chicago, last week. But they gave up 70 points to Miami and Tua Tagovailoa. So I would have to call Denver a big disappointment. The Chiefs? Chiefs are being the Chiefs, Super Bowl champion, winning by the skin of their teeth, but that's how they do it. The Chiefs 
don't win on style points. They win on wins, W's, and that's what they did just last week against the Jets, failing to cover, but grabbing the win. Um, so, uh, interesting start to the NFL. Interesting first half to college football. When we come back, we will dive in to this week's college football schedule, and I'll start giving out some picks. Now, I'll tell you this before we go to break. Winning Streak Weekly, your host is on a hot streak. Uh, our plays we put out on the show have been very profitable. Very good. Uh, we want to keep this streak going. That's what it's all about. We've done the work. We found some situations here this week to try to keep the streak going. Uh, last week, big plays on, on Ole Miss against LSU. That was a winner. Texas A&M against Arkansas, big winner there. Duke and Teaser snuck that in. NFL, uh, we like Jacksonville across the pond. They got it going. Hammered Atlanta. And then uh, uh, kept it running with the Jets on Sunday night who covered uh, with, with a pretty good comeback to cover there against the Chiefs. So let's keep that winning streak going. Well, when we come back, we'll dive into college football and start some fresh picks for the upcoming weekend. Don't go anywhere. I said, united we stand, in God we trust, there is no fear. United we stand, in God we trust. Jason Knoll, and you have caught the podcast, Winning Streak Weekly. We are glad you're here, however you have found us, either on your FM dial on 101.3 The Buzz in Cleveland, Tennessee, or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Anyway, you chose to listen. We are glad to have you. Talked about the week last week uh, as we went to break. Had a good week in college football. Thought Texas A&M would uh, trounce Arkansas at Jerry's World in Dallas, and uh, that was the case. Texas A&M uh, had a, the help of a pick six to get the stretch the lead out a little bit, and uh, that worked out. So Texas A&M, they took care of the Hogs. The night game, it was back and forth, and maybe the most entertaining game of the weekend. LSU and Ole Miss. We liked Ole Miss as a small favorite. Uh, took Ole Miss plus two points in the game. Ole Miss wins it outright. Big win for Johnny Reb there in Oxford. But let's see, can we find some more winners? So can keep this winning streak alive. Let's go to our DraftKings odds board. We here on the show, Winning Streak Weekly, like to use DraftKings as our odds. And um we also, you know, we're in those DraftKings pools, those survivor pools. The best in the business with the survivor pools and the pick'em pools are DraftKings. And uh, just by having those pools available for us, they're going to get the lion's share of my investments. So 
because uh, I like the program DraftKings is running for the sports gamblers. Let's jump to tonight. Tonight, if you're listening right here, you might want to get on this quickly uh, if, if you like a play tonight. But we'll start with the college football. Sam Houston, 7 o'clock East uh, at Liberty. Liberty's burned me this year. I did not think they were that good of a team. I thought they would have uh, maybe a, uh, a down season, so to speak, with Hugh Freeze off to the SEC. Hasn't been the case. Liberty 4-0, offense just killing it. 3-1, uh, I believe, against the spread is Liberty. They play one of the worst offenses in the uh, college football championship series in Sam Houston this week. Liberty laying 20 and a half at home, over under 45 and a half. Let me tell you, everything in me says Liberty is going to score and Sam Houston is not. So you would think, hey, just load up Liberty. Well, I'm kind of hamstrung on Liberty because as soon as I get on them after going against them and losing a few bets this year, you know what will happen. They won't cover that 20 and a half. So I'm going to sit this one out. But if you were apt to take Liberty here and think that they can just score at will and Sam Houston can't score, then I wouldn't blame you one bit. Friday night, a couple of uh, big conferences in play. Kansas State visits Oklahoma from the Big 12. Excuse me, Oklahoma State in the Big 12. Kansas State, 11 and a half, 53 and a half. Uh, Oklahoma State, this is not one of those scrappy um, kind of blue-collar Oklahoma State teams that finds a way to win and challenges a lot of teams and is a good covering underdog at home. I just don't feel it with this team. I'm not sure that Gundy still has it. He certainly uh, has fallen off the uh, radar of college football um, with with the likes of Deion Sanders and uh, even in his own state, the new coach over there from Clemson at Oklahoma, and Mike Gundy just uh, maybe he's not getting the talent anymore. Boone Pickens passed away, sadly, almost a decade ago now. The biggest donor for Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm sure that Pickens oil money is still there, but uh, maybe just not the punch that some Oklahoma State Cowboy teams have had through the years. I like Kansas State. I'll lay the 11 and a half. Nebraska, then at Illinois, Nebraska, which what I think is the worst quarterback in college football in Sims, and Illinois, which I think is one of uh, the worst defenses in college football. Uh, I watched Kansas just tear them apart. I know Kansas has a good offense, but they tore Illinois apart. A rebuilding year for Burt Bielema in Illinois. Illinois, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What I'm interested here is this total over-under is 43 in the game. Uh, you know, that Sims is probably good to throw a touchdown for Nebraska and probably good to have one intercepted and return for a touchdown against him. Well, there's some points from Nebraska. Illinois almost scored 30 on Kansas. I'm having trouble seeing this game being a low-scoring rock fight. I think it might be a higher-scoring game. Give me the over. I think it flies over that 43-point total. Now Saturday, the main event, the buffet of college football is wide open on Saturday, and we get the Red River rivalry, Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, they're going to tie it up for the, uh, 
the, again this year in the Cotton Bowl. Oklahoma serving as the home team. Texas State Fair and fried Twinkies going on just outside the stands. Man, what a tradition. It reminds me of a couple of buddies of mine from the dog track. Woody used to call Artie Red River. And uh, the Red River rivalry was always such a, a big time there in Arkansas uh, for the non-Arkansas teams in the Southwest, Texas and Oklahoma. The Red River rivalry. You know what? Texas has looked great. They won in Tuscaloosa. They absolutely skull-dragged Oklahoma, skull-dragged them last year, 49 to nothing. But Oklahoma's looked good this year. The only game they failed to cover was against Cincinnati, where they only scored 20 points. But defensively, Oklahoma's looked really good. Brent Venables, the Oklahoma second-year coach, had that season fall apart on him last year. Will it fall apart this year? Or do you bet that Oklahoma and Brent Venables, certainly a defensive mind, coming out of that Clemson system where the Clemson defense was so strong during their national championship run, is he going to tighten the screws and have a defensive plan to hold Texas down? I think you've got to take the points here. I really do. In a rivalry game, and especially with Oklahoma being uh, just beat to the curb by Texas last year, 49 to nothing. I think you're going to get their level best. Give me the six and a half. Wouldn't mind teasing it over a touchdown since it's that close, or excuse me, buying the point, getting it over a touchdown since it's that close. Maybe look in the alternative lines and see uh, just how much juice you have to lay to get it to seven and a half. But let's take Oklahoma. Let's go Boomer Sooner. Maryland at Ohio State, another early game on Saturday. Ohio State, big win at the Golden Arches at the Golden Dome. At touchdown, Jesus, two weeks ago against Notre Dame, won it with one second left on the clock, albeit uh, a handicapped Notre Dame team who only had 10 players on the field as Ohio State faced a uh, end goal situation on the one-yard line with three seconds left, Ohio State, Ohio State noticed that, that Notre Dame was down a man and it was a defensive tackle, called the running play right there over where the defensive tackle should have been and got just enough to get in the end zone and get the win against Notre Dame. So they had a week off now, bye week, and they come back at home in the horseshoe against Baby Tua and Maryland. Give me the Terps and the 19 and a half points. I don't think this Ohio State team is prolific as many of those Ohio State teams have been over the past two decades. Uh, I do think they're a solid team. Don't get me wrong, but I don't, I'm not ready to lay 19 and a half points against a good offensive squad in Maryland. Give me the 19 and a half. We may have to hold on for dear life, but I believe we're going to cash that one in the Buckeye State. Next up, 12 o'clock, LSU, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Man, oh man, I'm going to ride that trend. I don't like LSU. This line is ticking, ticking, ticking down because they're at Missouri laying five and a half. Looks like sharp money pounded Missouri early because Missouri is 4-0 under Drinkowitz, and they are full of fight. I know they're tough because they beat Kansas State on a Friday night at home. You don't beat Kansas State on a Friday night if you're not tough. They took care of business at Vanderbilt last week. LSU's going to have to prove me wrong 
before I stopped betting against them. They quit again defensively. They they look like they're out of shape and can't run with the big dogs in the SEC. Let's see if Missouri can run with the big dogs. Now I go to 5-0 and with an outright win over LSU at home. Over under 64 and a half. Well, we know LSU is going to score some points. It's a question of can that defense of LSU tighten up or not. I'm going to say no. Ride the trend. Take the over 64 and a half in that game. But for me, I'm just going to tease Missouri up. I'm going to tease them up off that five and a half. I'm going to go through four key numbers. I'm going to add six points to the point spread and the teaser, and I'm going to have Missouri uh, plus 11 and a half. That takes me safe through seven or through uh, six, seven, eight, 10, and 11. Five key numbers I'm passing by uh, buying them up in that teaser. I'll take it. I'll take the 11 and a half in Missouri in the front half of my college football two game teaser. Rutgers at Wisconsin. Rutgers, they're going to look good against the mediocre teams, against the decent teams. They're going to look poor against the elite teams. Uh, They're playing a mediocre uh, team that is in a rebuilding process in Wisconsin, and they're getting 13 points. Give me Shiano. Give me the Scarlet Knights. Give me the 13. One of my top plays. You hear me say it? Top play of the week. I like Rutgers plus 13. It at Wisconsin. Wisconsin not ready to be a two-touchdown favorite in conference. And Rutgers, they've got all their goals still in front of them for the season. I think you'll get a level effort out of Shiano and his Scarlet Knights. Next up, Washington State. Wazoo at UCLA. UCLA having lost at Utah, losing their first game of the year in a tight one, a three-point game. Now they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Wazoo. Wazoo, big win at Oregon State or against Oregon State. They've proven they can play with some solid teams. UCLA, I just don't feel it this year. I'm a Chip Kelly guy. I'm surprised they're not better in Chip Kelly's fifth year, maybe there, sixth year. Uh, He's been there long enough. They should be better. A a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home for UCLA, no thanks. I'll take the points. I'll take Wazoo plus the three and a half. Let's go to the 3.30 Eastern game. Now the big one in the SEC West. Alabama. The Crimson Tide heads to College Station to face the 12th man and Texas A&M. Texas A&M catching two points at home. A tiny little over under a 46 and a half. Expecting a defensive struggle here. I like A&M getting the two. I think this is a game A&M should win and a game Alabama should lose. This Alabama team looks to me like they are going to lose maybe two conference games. They got to start losing them now. We're at the halfway point or they're going to be run right through the West and be back at the SEC championship game. I don't think so, though. I think this Alabama team is just a little too lost on offense to run the table in the SEC. This is as good a chance as any to beat them. I'll take Texas A&M, but I'm going to tease A&M up to plus eight. Take them through the key numbers of three, four, six, and seven. I'll take A&M plus eight, and I'm going to pair that up with that Missouri plus 11 and a half that we just talked about. 
I think AM could win this game outright. There's just not much value on the money line. They're plus 105, where you could get two points for minus 110. Uh, however, you want to look at it, I do like AM as a live dog to win outright. In fact, I think they should be the team to the favorite here if it weren't for Alabama and that big brand name that draws in all the public money. Over under 46 and a half. You might look at the under here. I know I'm going to nibble on that under just a little bit. Nibble, 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 because I think I'll have to have a defunct Alabama offense uh, for Texas A&M to get this win. So I think I'll take a little nibble on that under 46 and a half. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we will come back to finish the college football discussion and keep the picks applied. You are listening to the podcast, Winning Streak Weekly. I said united we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand, and college football this coming Saturday. Florida State, Seminole, minus 24, over under 53 against a Virginia Tech team that's maybe a little bit better than was expected. In fact, they looked really good at home last week, but this ain't at home. This is in Tallahassee. If anything, I'll take Florida State minus the 24. Here's a big play I like, and sometimes when I really like the over-under on a game, you might ought to flip me because I seem to get excited over some over-unders and things just sometimes go wrong. But this is a top play. It's a top play. Let's ride it out. Let's say this season might be different. Maybe I'll be better on over-unders and we'll catch a winning streak right here on some over-unders. Over-under 59 and a half. What game am I talking about? North Carolina and Syracuse. North Carolina vaulted offense. And a pretty decent defense this year. Better than usual, I would say, for North Carolina. But a good offense with a top quarterback. Syracuse, they've scored some points too this year and haven't done too much on defense. Uh, they they didn't score much against Clemson last week, but Clemson was a grouchy bear when they came up there to, uh, to visit Syracuse. Very, very grouchy. They had just lost at home to Florida State in overtime. And they had lost two ACC games before the month of September had ended. And it was a bad spot for Syracuse. They got Clemson's level best effort. But here they, they're they going to kind of 
catch your breath a little bit against a much softer defense than Clemson. I think Syracuse will also put the points up. 59 and a half, not enough for me. Not enough to scare me off. I think they're going to fly, fly over that uh, 59 and a half. And I'll take the Syracuse, North Carolina over 59 and a half. Speaking of Clemson, they are back home and facing Wake Forest, a Wake Forest team that has to fall off a little bit after being better than expected last year. This might be the time to ride Clemson for a couple of games. People have gotten burned. People have decided they're not very good this year, that their offense just isn't prolific. Well, you know, they're kind of under the radar again. Clemson, 21-point favorite here. Yeah, I'll take a stab on them. I'll lay the 21. They covered at Syracuse last week. I think they'll cover at home with a big win against Wake Forest this week. We'll see. I might ride that Clemson trend until it bucks me. Uh, let's take Clemson minus a 21. Purdue and Iowa, classic rock fight because the over-under in this game is 39. It would take a fool to bet the over there, but it's just too small to bet the under, in my opinion. So I'm going to pass on that game. Iowa, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Purdue, rivalry game. Sometimes you might want to take the points. Moving on down toward the evening, Vanderbilt at Florida. Vanderbilt, I thought, was a pretty game. Pretty game against uh, Missouri last week. Missouri ends up pulling away, but Vanderbilt was pretty game. Florida, they came out and got shellacked early on by Kentucky. They were down big before the first quarter was over. Tried to claw back a little bit, but it really was never much of a game. Florida, an 18.5-point favorite here, over under 52. I like the under. Respect the defensive effort from Florida, especially after they got scored on so quickly by uh, Kentucky last week. But I don't see Vanderbilt putting up many points. Let's give Vanderbilt 10 points, and let's give Florida 32 points. There's 42. We're 10 under the total. Uh, I like the under 52. UCF. Heartbreakers, heartbreakers, blew a 25-point lead last week against Baylor. UCF was the only bad loss I had. UCF was all over Baylor, and I just needed them to win the game. I put them in a parlay as a money line, minus 425 favorite. I got a 25-point lead to start the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? And I lose this game? You've got to be kidding me. Somehow, Gus Malzahn and company blow a 25-point fourth-quarter lead at home against Baylor last week. You're dead to me, UCF. Dead to me. Now, Kansas, two-point favorite. UCF on the road there. I wish the Kansas had their starting quarterback. I really wish they had their quarterback. I'd love to go right against UCF. But I know they got no heart. They got no guts. They got no fight. But I can't do it. I can't do it with Kansas on backup quarterbacks. It's a pass game for me. Still, really, really, really disgusting for the UCF. Moving down the board, Colorado, the Buffaloes, the story of September. Prime time, prime time. It's prime time, Deion Sanders. Well, let me tell you, prime time. Wrong team's favorite here. They got Colorado, a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Arizona State. Are you kidding me? Give me, give me, give me the Sun Devils. 
I'll take the four and a half points. Give me those Sun Devils on the money line, plus 164. The dream is dead. Arizona State wins outright. Kentucky at Georgia. Georgia has yet to figure out how to get the offense going. Defensively, they've looked really, really good. But offensively, nothing but the tight end Bowers has worked yet. And they find themselves a 14-and-a-half point favorite over a hot, hot, hot Kentucky Wildcat team. But in between the hedges, at some point, Georgia's going to wake up. Is it this week? Seems like a lot of points against a Kentucky team that manhandled Florida last week. I'm going to sit back and watch this one. I don't want to take Kentucky, but I wouldn't blame you if you did. Make Georgia cover a spread. Uh, they haven't been able to do that yet as a big favorite this year in the uh, the campaign to try to be a three-peat national champion. Notre Dame at Louisville. Notre Dame bounced back, got a hard-fought win at Duke last week, won it in the final seconds. Uh, now they're at Louisville, a six-point favorite on the road. Louisville had a good second half last week and got a bet home for yours truly. On Friday night, an extra day of rest, I must add, for Louisville. And any time Notre Dame comes to town, it's a big-time home atmosphere. So Notre Dame's going to get Louisville's best punch. But is Louisville's best punch enough to play Notre Dame within a touchdown or better? Don't know. Need I need Notre Dame to make the playoffs, so they're going to have to win out. And... Um, Winning out starts right here for me. It started last week at Duke. It continues here. The back to second of uh, two in a row road games at Louisville. I'll lay off of this one. May jump on it in game, but I'm certainly pulling for Notre Dame because of my preseason bets. Here's one I like. Under the lights in Minnesota, the Fighting Flex host Big Blue Michigan rolls in the town. A 19 and a half point favorite. Over under just 46 tells me they're expecting Big Blue's D to hold Minnesota in check this week. I don't know. I don't think Michigan is a 19-and-a-half-point favorite at Minnesota. I just don't understand it. I can tell you that Nebraska played Minnesota very close and should have won at Minnesota first game of the year, but that was the first game of the year. I don't see it playing out that way here. I'll take the 19 and a half. I'll take the fighting flex and the Minnesota Golden Gopher plus the points. My hogs, the Razorbacks, go to Oxford in the Grove. They're catching 11 and a half over under 63 against Ole Miss. I'm not going to play Ole Miss. I cashed Ole Miss last week in a bounce back spot off the Alabama loss uh, against a rival in LSU. I knew their season. Uh, would would turn around there. I felt like it would. A big bounce back spot, a huge home game against a big national power is a good way to get over the Alabama hangover. But now you've played LSU and Alabama in back-to-back weeks. You're facing an Arkansas team, a Razorback team that has done next to nothing. How motivated is Ole Miss going to be? Yeah, the offense will probably still be good. I'm not a big believer in Arkansas's defense, but I think Arkansas can hang around. I'm going to dip a toe in the water and take my hogs plus the 11 and a half 
in the Grove. Let's go. Let's go, Hogs. Georgia Tech at Miami, Miami, Florida, under the radar, but they have got everything in front of them. No losses, quality wins. Uh, all it takes is just keep on winning. They're laying 20 and a half against Georgia Tech. I think they will handle Georgia Tech. I'll lay the 20 and a half with the U. Moving on down the line, Texas Tech at Baylor, the most disappointing team of seniors I've ever seen. Texas Tech has got all seniors on the offensive line, 18 or 19 returning starters. This Baylor team, not very good at all. Got uh, just kind of, Other than that comeback last week of being down, after being down 25 to start the fourth quarter, I can't come up with anything positive to say about Baylor. Texas Tech at some point, you're going to get that good effort out of a team that should be very cohesive, very experienced. You know, it just hadn't come this year. I think you probably take them here. Small favorite on the road. They just have to win the game. Give me the Red Raiders. Guns up on Saturday night in Waco. Texas Tech minus the one. Oregon State at California. DJU. Transfers from Clemson has had a solid start, but now his first trip down to Cali, baby, down to Cali. Well, let me tell you, Oregon State, they're tough in Corvallis, and they won last Friday night against Utah, but it's a different story on the road for DJU. This California team, they laid an egg last week, but they are sneaky good. Sneaky good, this California team. I don't expect them to lay two eggs in a row. So that leads us to one of my top plays, and it's a late-night soiree, one of them games that you can get into bed, get under the covers, get you a couple pillows, turn that air conditioner on, get that fan blowing, have you a nice iced tea right there on the nightstand, settle in for a little Pac-12 football after dark, relax there, pop those ankles, and watch California cover that spread as a nine-and-a-half-point dog. You've heard me talk about how to get the best uh, numbers you can possibly get. This is one where I'd pay a little extra. With DraftKings, you can get the alternate lines. You click on this game, and you'll see that you can move the line and pay a little more juice. Let's do that. Let's move Cal over that field goal since it's a touchdown and a field goal since they're so close. Cal plus 10.5 will be the play here for our listeners. Let's go, Bears. Let's go Cal, plus the 10 and a half. Final game of the night, out west, USC and Arizona. USC a 21 and a half point favorite at home, over under a huge 72. You know why? Because USC can score, but they can't play no defense. That number's too big, though, with the new clock rules and everything else. I just can't bet the over 72 there. They're daring you to bet the over with a number that big. I'm not going to take the dare, and I'm certainly not going to lay 21 and a half points. So I'll be focused on that game we just talked about before, Cal and Oregon State uh, late night. I'm going to let y'all have Arizona and USC if you can make a pick. That is a wrap on our college football preview for the weekend. We're going to grab another quick break. We'll come back and we will dive into the NFL. You are listening to the podcast 
winning streak weekly. I said, United, we stand, and God, we trust. There is no fear. United, we stand, and God, we trust. There is no fear. United, we stand, and God, we trust. There is no fear. There is no fear. There is no fear. It is time, and it's time to dive into the National Football League. Uh, you know we've got our show tickets going in the Survivor Pool. For DraftKings, we still have two tickets alive uh, in the uh, over a million dollar DraftKings pool. So we are still alive and kicking. And uh, the word is that our uh, DraftKings tickets are going on uh, the Dolphins and the Lions this week. Those are the two teams we'll need to advance in the DraftKings Survivor Pool. All right, let's go to tonight's game, Thursday night, because I've got a steamer play for you here. This one I kind of went back and forth on. My first thought was Washington hosting Chicago. Chicago has been pretty bad. and They coughed up that lead against Denver last week at home after having a big lead, let Denver come all the way back. Washington, a six-point favorite after playing Philadelphia very tough and taking them two overtime on the road last week, over under 44 and a half. So your first thought is, hey, you know, maybe tease Washington down to where they just have to win the game uh, here, and, and, and they'll beat the Bears. But if you look back at that Bears game, Justin Fields had a day. He had a day. Threw for over 300 yards. What? Three touchdowns, what? All I saw was the headline, the, the, the Bears blow the lead and the Broncos come back. I don't know. Maybe that Bears offense found something. And let's think about it. We got Sam Howell, the quarterback for the Commanders in North Carolina. Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Bears from Ohio State. If this was a college game, Ohio State and Justin Fields would be a huge favorite. I understand it's not, but follow me here. I think the better quarterback is getting six points here. So give me the Bears. Give me six points. Let's see if Justin Fields can stay hot and make a game out of it. That's tonight's game going here at 8.15 Eastern. I'll take the points. I'll take the Bears. Sunday, Jacksonville, the Jags. We loved them last week. They lay in wait over there and uh, across the pond. They never left. They played last week. In England, and they're staying over there, and they're going to play again in England. They're home, away from home, outside of Duval County, Florida. And the Bills now take that long plane ride. Bills a five-and-a-half-point favorite, over under 48. Bills really on a tear, as we mentioned in the open, after a dud first game and a horrible game for Josh Allen against the Jets on Monday night to open the season. Josh Allen has bounced back. The Bills have bounced back and look great. Uh, however, I'm going to tease Jacksonville, the Jags, from 5.5 to 11.5. It's going to be the front end 
of my NFL two-game teaser. We to add that six points to Jacksonville's uh, point spread. They're now getting 11 and a half. It takes us through key numbers of six, seven, eight, 10, and 11. Big numbers that games typically end on. We're all the way up above that to 11 and a half. I think the Jags feel really at home over there across the pond, and they'll give the Bills all they want. The Dolphins laying 11 at home against the New York Giants. The Dolphins, they ran into the buzzsaw that is the Bills in Orchard Park last week, and they lost handily after laying 70 the week before on Denver. The Giants, well, they looked hapless again on national TV on Monday night against the Seahawks. Daniel Jones looked inept. The offensive line looked weak. The defense looked suspect. I like Miami. I'll lay the 11 here. And as we mentioned earlier, one of our survivor tickets going there. Carolina Panthers at Detroit Lions. Panthers kind of had a decent start at home last week against Minnesota, but it didn't last very long. Minnesota turned the tables. Got one of the few wins we expect them to get this year, especially road wins at Carolina last week. Carolina now goes uh, up to visit the uh, Ford Center and face the Detroit Lions. Lions with a big win in Green Bay last week to set the tone for the NFC North. I expect the winning to continue. Not going to lay the 10 here. Wouldn't blame you if you did, but I do think the Lions will win this game. Therefore, we've used them on a survivor ticket. Over under 44 and a half. These Lions games have been going under, if you haven't noticed. This one may go under two. Lions with a good defense. Panthers with a paltry offense. The Ravens at the Steelers. Ravens and Steelers, two different stories. Ravens, they're battling through injuries, and I do say battling because even with key injuries on the offensive line and in their receiving core, the Ravens and their running back, the Ravens have managed to go to 3-1 and one to this point. The Steelers, uh, they've had a few injuries too, but they are not 3-1. and one. In fact, they just got shellacked at the Texans last week. So your question here is, is Pittsburgh going to bounce back? Don't know. Maybe we had this Pittsburgh team and Mike Tomlin and this defense a little overrated. Maybe they're just not that good. <clears throat> they're getting forward home as Pittsburgh against a hobbled Raven team in a rivalry game. I'm going to have to stay away from that one. Over under just 38, they're expecting defense in Pittsburgh. Houston on the road at Atlanta, coming off a big win over the Ravens. Great quarterback play for the rookie from Ohio State for Houston. Um, Not so great quarterback play (coughs) for... um, uh, Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. I, I truly believe the wrong team is favored here. Atlanta, a two-point favorite at home. No way, no how. I like the Texans. But I'm going to take those Texans and those two, and I'm going to add six to them, make the Texans plus eight, and pair that with the Jaguars plus 11 and a half that we spoke about earlier. And That's our two-game NFL teaser. When we take the Texans up to plus eight, It gives us wins on these key numbers. Uh, Three, four, six, and seven. Four key numbers we passed by teasing that up. I like the Texans. I'll take the plus eight, pair it up with the Jaguars. 
Tennessee Titans. Big win at home in Nashville in Nissan Stadium against uh, Joe Cool, Joey Silk, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, Joey Silk is hobbled, and the Bengals look rather pedestrian. Tennessee now takes the show on the road at the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts team that has been full of fight under their rookie quarterback, Richardson. The Colts won at Houston, and uh, they, they ended up taking care of business and coming back and winning against the Rams last week. They have exceeded my expectations already. This one's a tough one to call. Uh, I'm going to leave it to you. The Tennessee Titans, one and a half, over under 42 and a half. The Saints at the Patriots. Oh, boy. Bill Belichick took the worst beating of his storied professional career last week in Dallas. Absolutely curb stopped by the Cowboys. My question is, how long do they let this run out there in New England? How long does Bill Belichick get to be the uh, doormat of the AFC East before somebody has that serious conversation with him? I know they want to let Belichick go out on his own terms, six Super Bowls, but has really not been competitive since Brady left. Now it's an ultimate bounce back spot and the Patriots are favored one. I don't know. I mean, the Patriots aren't very good. They were given a lot of respect from the odds makers the first three weeks. Very little respect here. Just a one-point favorite over a Saints team that has done nothing this year. It's a pass for me. Uh, maybe I'll bet something in-game. But it will be interesting to see how this plays out with Belichick and a Patriots team that has just looked terrible. Let's take one more break. We'll come back. We'll cover the late games, the Sunday night game, and the Monday night game. You are listening to the podcast, Winning Streak Weekly. I said united we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. United we stand, and God we trust. There is no fear. podcast winning streak weekly or maybe you've dialed us up on your fm radio at 101.3 the buzz right here in my hometown cleveland tennessee where we take over drive time every thursday <coughs> we're working our way through the nfl card doling out winners just trying to keep this four week winning streak alive in the nfl I have been talking a lot on this podcast, and my voice is just about gone. If I can get 10 more minutes out of it and dish out just a few more winners, I'll be a happy man. I got my iced tea over here. You may hear a few pauses in the action just because I got a wet, fat throat. It is tough running your yapper for 50 straight minutes. Here we go. Back to the NFL. Our odds come to you. Courtesy of DraftKings, one of the legal sports betting options here in the state of Tennessee. 
The Eagles, after being pushed at home last week by Washington, take their show on the road 4-0. Albeit 4-0, they have not covered every spread, but they've won every game. Laying four and a half at the Rams, over under 50 and a half. <clears throat> Seems like a small line to me. I really think the Eagles are much better than the Rams. At some point, the Rams are going to hit a wall. I would lean Eagles here and lay the points. The Bengals, oh my goodness, the Bengals. How rough this Bengals offense has looked this year. Most of it attributed to Joe Burrow and his calf issue. But Joe Burrow, with the richest contract in the history of the NFL, has not played well ever since he signed that document, making him the richest player in the history of the NFL. Now they're only a three-point favorite at what's largely considered the worst team in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals. Bengals laying three on the road at Arizona, over under 44 and a half. I mean, if you watched the Bengals last week at Tennessee, you just say bet the under. Let's hope their defense can play a little bit and slow the Cardinals down and that the Bengals themselves are going to continue to struggle and be sluggish offensively. Uh, I don't see any big change in one week with Joe Burrow's calf. Let's do that. Let's just take the under 44 and a half and see if the Bengals can bring some defense this week. Chiefs at Vikings, all the Chiefs. Chiefs are the only team in the world that could win the Super Bowl. And that means they had to win they had to play twenty-one games last year and only cover the spread twice. Somehow they did that. Somehow the Chiefs managed to win the Super Bowl and only cover the spread twice. And last week, prime example, they were going in to score with two minutes left in the game, but Mahomes slid down at the two yard line and, and then took knees and ran the clock out. The Chiefs fell to cover on the road at the Jets. At the Jets. The Chiefs are just such a tough favorite to bet. I mean, they're only favored four and a half at this Vikings team that has really, really struggled to start the year. Over under 53. I don't know. I mean, you just can't have faith in the Chiefs. You really can't. I would think they would win this game. They might find a way to win. 21-17 and lose by half. It's a pass for me. Here's a game I like, though. This is a big play. Big play right here. New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They go to altitude. They go to Denver to face the Broncos. Broncos, a one-and-a-half point favorite over under 43-and-a-half. So the much, much maligned Jets quarterback uh, filling in for Aaron Rodgers, had himself a day. Had his best game yet against uh, Kansas City last Sunday night. So, you know, he'd take a lot, taking a lot of heat, a lot of heat, even from old creepy old Joe Namath. Now, I like Joe Namath, but what's Joe Namath weighing in on a, on a quarterback situation for? I, you know, I know he was a, Help the Jets win Super Bowl three, but it's been a minute since Super Bowl three. Uh, but Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback, took a lot has taken a beating. Nobody's taken a bigger beating in from that New York press than Zach Wilson. And uh, he had a game last week, but you know what? He made one mistake, one one big mistake. 
And it really wasn't even his fault. It was a bad snap, and the snap was fumbled. And to his credit, he stepped up and owned it and said, I got to handle the snap better. Fumbled the snap at midfield with seven and a half minutes to go in the game. The Jets never got the ball back, and they lost by three. They couldn't overcome Zach Wilson's one big mistake. But they covered the spread. It was a spirited effort, and there's some optimism there in uh, the Jets camp, maybe. But you know what? It was a Sunday night game. They were playing the defending Super Bowl champions. They got up for it. They had to come back big in the game. They were down 17 nothing at one point. They fell just short. The Broncos, a horrific start, 0-3, culminated by two home losses. <laughs> then they go on the road to Miami, and they almost give up the NFL scoring record for most points allowed, with Miami scoring 70 points. 70 points on Sean Payton's Broncos. All right, the Broncos, they get in a big hole. Like I said earlier, Justin Fields had his best game as a professional last week. The Bears were off and running against the Broncos. But the Broncos found a way to come back on the road after giving up 70 the week before, shut down the Bears in the fourth quarter, allow no points, and find a way to with a big comeback win. I'm telling you, one team goes home with momentum, and one team is a bit deflated after coming up close but losing on Sunday Night Football. A lot of people were on Sean Payton to start the season, including your host. I, I lost a survivor ticket thinking Denver was not going to go 0-2 at home. That 18-point lead on Washington and blew it at home. That burned some people, and I think that after that 70-point outing that Denver's defense gave up, a lot of people are off of Denver. I think this is a perfect under-the-radar spot for Sean Payton to get his first win in Denver. The Jets are not going to scare anybody offensively. Zach Wilson maybe had the best game he will ever have as a professional quarterback in the NFL last Sunday night, and it still wasn't good enough to win. Quietly, Russell Wilson's having a better year than he was last year. And the offense is starting to come together a little bit for the Broncos. All that said, I like the Broncos to get this win at home. I'm not going to mess around with laying a point and a half in the 112 odds. I'm going to go right to the money line on the Broncos, lay the 130, and sit back and watch them win. I like the Broncos as much as any bet this week. Let's take the Broncos' money line at home, mile high, and see if Sean Payton and Russell Wilson can build off that big come-from-behind win last week. Broncos' money line, minus 130. That is one of the big, big plays of the week. Let's go to Sunday night, Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco 49ers. Both teams with great starts, although the ding in the Cowboys' armor was a loss on the road to Arizona. Kind of an inexplicable loss when the Cowboys appeared to be hitting all cylinders. Cowboys have had some injuries in the defensive backfield. Diggs out for the year. Another cornerback out there. That's uh, going to be a tall order against this San Francisco team. 
that has really, really looked good. San Francisco favored three and a half over under 45. Oh, man, what a game to watch, but not the best game to bet. It's a tough one. You know, I'm pulling for the Cowboys. I've got some season-long bets on the Cowboys. I've faded the 49ers, which really looks bad right now, for some season-long bets, but there'll be some times later on in the year where they will not be as rested as the teams they are playing, and I'm hoping that comes back to bite them later in the year. Looking forward to watching this game, but I really can't pick it. If you can, more power to you. I'll look to get on something in-game, an in-game play on this one. Fun game, Sunday night, Cowboys and Niners, uh, NBC game. Monday night to end the week, the Packers go on the road to Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders and Packers is almost a pick them here. It's like the Packers are a slight favorite, one-point favorite on the road. Uh, Packers did not look uh, very competitive against their in-division rival, the Lions, last week. And uh, we'll see if they can look better out in uh, Nevada, in the desert, Sin City, um, as Jordan Love takes it to the Raiders. Still don't know 100% about the Raiders' quarterback situation. Uh, who will be starting there? This game over under 45, another tough one for me. Another one that I don't necessarily have a pick in. I'm going to go to this one and uh, just kind of watch it, see how it plays out. And if there's something I want to jump on, if I see something that looks like it might give us an advantage in-game, uh, I'll jump on the in-game line here. But no pre-game pick on this one. So that rounds out our NFL card for the week. Uh, so that leaves nothing left for me to do but just run over our best bets. Let's start with college football best bets. we got a two-game teaser. We're going to take Missouri plus 11 and a half and Texas A&M plus eight. Two-game college football teaser. We love the over 59 and a half in the Syracuse-North Carolina game. Jump on the over. 59 and a half. Give me the Scarlet Knights. Rutgers plus 13. Too many points for a Wisconsin team that is rebuilding and not ready to blow out a scrappy Rutgers team by two touchdowns. And then Cal, late night, that great game we can watch from the rack. Cal and uh, Oregon State, 10 o'clock Eastern. I think Oregon State runs into a little trouble on the road. We're going to get the alternative line by one point and get Cal plus 10 and a half. Moving over to the NFL, our Sunday two-game teaser starts across the pond early now. This is an early game. goes at 9.30 a.m. Eastern because it's being played in Europe. Let's tease the Jags up plus 11 and a half. Let's pair them with the Texans at Atlanta. Let's get the Texans plus eight. Uh, the next game we have for you, this is a big one. This is a hunch play. This is one I feel all the way down in my plums. My plums, I tell you. I feel it in my plums. Let's go, Broncos. They're going to grab the first win of the year at home, the first win for Peyton, Sean Payton at home. Russell Wilson's playing better. I think the Jets left it all on the field and will be low in the energy tank this week at altitude. At mile high, move all the chips in on the Broncos' money line, minus 130. That is a wrap. I'm your host, Jason Nall. It has been a pleasure 
breaking down this college and NFL football card and getting some picks together with you this week. Be sure to join us every week as we post Winning Streak Weekly, the podcast, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And certainly, when you are in the Cleveland, Tennessee area, dial it up, 101.3 The Buzz. Cleveland, Tennessee, drive time on Thursdays. We'll be right there. Until next time, let's keep that winning streak rolling, and we are out of here. I said, united we stand, and God we trust.